Good evening, my wool gathering friends. Welcome to tonight's episode, which happens to be 170. On tonight's episode, we are going to be covering the new record from Health. It's called Rat Wars. It's industrial and uh, it's a bit bleak, but it's a pretty tasty record. I think uh, if you gave it a listen, you'd like it. And uh, I'm going to try to stump Mr. Mundy again. Uh, it's never very fruitful, but uh, I'm going to give it a try. And uh, the style of Lester Bangs. And interestingly enough, tonight's challenge is actually Lester Bangs. So that's kind of fun. And we are also going to be choosing our top five plus some honorable mention closing tracks on records. You know, on the show, we like to do our opening and uh, songs and closing songs to see if that completes a good record. So we're going to look at closing songs tonight. I do not do this alone. I have a partner and his name. Is Metalhead Monday. Step inside into his mind. It's boy band time. It's Metalhead Monday. Fresh off his tour with the Backstreet Boys. He's back. Yeah. I wish. (laughs) See, when we made that, we knew he loved them secretly. (laughs) I'd love some of that money. That's for sure. Yeah, I wonder if they're still rolling in it these days. They're getting residuals. I mean, they tour, so. Well, that's true. That's true. All those 90s groups are still touring in some fashion or other. Yeah. I don't know. It's a nostalgia thing now. (laughs) That means we're old. That's what that means. Yeah. I have, uh, my, my wife has one friend who absolutely lives like it, it is the purpose of her life to continue to go to new kids on the block shows (laughs) and they have some kind of like fan camp or expo or something like she wants to do that. And yeah, I'm like, okay. Here's the question. Let's say that Lacey was a, an NKOT beer and she said, you got to take me. Are you going? Um, I would escort her there and back. (laughs) I, I don't believe I would, set foot anywhere near Mm. that event (laughs) okay fair enough just thought i would check but you did see a cool show this weekend i did uh we took a little trip down to eh, it's about two ish hours away down to southern indiana uh brown county the hopping city of nashville indiana Mm. That's that's a joke. If anyone doesn't know, it's it's very small but very popular. Um, <clears throat> there's a big state park down there, and it's a really really pretty area. But uh, they have a venue called the Brown County Music Center. Absolutely awesome venue. Um, this was our third time there. We went to see Flogging Molly. Um, I think it might have been might have been our third time seeing them together too. Mm-hmm. So, because that was our our first concert date that we went on, we saw them like two years ago on our anniversary, and we just saw them two days ago. So it's kind of turned into our band, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you get anything while you were at the show? Uh, I did. Their, so their tour is called the Road to Rebellion tour, and I scored pretty awesome t-shirt 
It's got uh, the little skeleton in the scully cap there and the shaking hands with the devil and all that stuff. Pretty awesome. They had some really cool shirts. I was It was a long merch line. I was hoping we wouldn't get up there and they're like, sorry, no fat guy sizes, but they still had some. <laughs> speaking of cool shirts man what are you wearing tonight oh yeah i don't know it's kind of the white on the the green it's kind of hard to see but it's also fuzzy white little wanderings and wool gathering merch there nice nice yeah if anybody wants one of those let us know we can make that happen yeah the flogging molly show i mean it was they're always incredible they're so so good uh dave king is just a little little ball of energy, Irish ball of energy. And uh, it was funny when he came out, they did their first song and then he was like, Hey, there's somebody right down here with a fast way shirt on, which that's mm -hmm. a band he used to sing for in the early eighties. And uh, they were kind of a hard rock metal band. And he was, he flipped them off and he was like, thanks for the memories, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny, but they were awesome um amigo the devil which we were not terribly familiar with i had heard of them but not heard too much of their stuff they were incredible we are now fans of them we've been listening to them all weekend um and the opener was uh it was funny they're this group of kids from the uk and i say kids because <laughs> They look like we were sitting there watching them, and I'm like, man, I feel like this is my son Justice is 21. He, I'm like, man, I feel like uh, he's, or actually, I'm sorry, he's 22 now. <laughs> like, I feel like we're watching Justice and his friends, and they have a band. I'm like, <laughs> were they good? They were great. They were really energetic. Um, I don't even know how to describe their sound really. It was kind of kind of had a little bit of a punk flavor. The bass definitely had a little bit of a punk vibe. The bass player was really good. Um, but yeah, they were fun. They're called uh Jen and the Degenerates. It's G-E-N, because her, her name. She said she is uh oh gosh, I can't remember how she put it. She said she was Jen of the Eve, not Jen something something. So it was G E N because it's short for Genevieve. But uh yeah, they were great. Um, they were fun. She came down during one song, was running all around the venue singing, and she was, you know, down talking to everybody when they were done. It was their very first North American tour, so that was kind of cool. Were they Irish as well? Uh, no, they're from like, uh, I think they said the members were from like Liverpool and Manchester mm. or something like that. Gotcha. But they were good. Great show. Good time. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there's morning music out. Uh, El Estepario has a new band. Oh, my and gosh. A new song, which wow. uh, which just came out, which yeah. was pretty interesting. The band is called The Cost. Yeah, and their their first song they put a video out, and I, did you watch the whole thing? Did you watch the stuff at the end? Uh, no. So I did. I did get a flavor of it though. After the song is done, they do kind of like a little. It's the three of them sitting there, and they're kind of talking. It's a little behind the scenes thing. And they're talking like they say like they had just written the song like the week before, and just like it, it was kind of all thrown together real 
quickly, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool. But the song's great. I really like it a lot. Yeah, and it, I I guess one of the things I appreciated the most is that he uh, played within the song. He didn't show off and do anything yeah. crazy like he yeah. does on his TikToks or YouTube videos or anything. Um, he just played to the song and what the song yes. needed, which was uh, which was nice because I think somebody like that who's told they're the next coming and is crazy skilled could go a little overboard showing yeah. his talent. And he didn't. Yeah, I same. Yeah, he did. He didn't show off. I was glad to see that he, yeah, just did what the song needed. I did think it was funny though. I feel like they showed him, like they focused on him with the camera a little mm -hmm. bit more than you normally might with the drummer, right? And there's a couple, there's a part that he does a couple of times with like the a repeating, real fast repeating kick drum that they kind of like looked down on the, like the beater hitting the drum. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, they, they only did that because it's him. Well, you gotta be smart too. I mean, you're, yeah. you're selling, he's the sell of that band. Oh, so, absolutely. Uh, very smart on their part, but a yeah. uh, good start. Yeah. Um, be great. Curious. If they put an album out, we will definitely review it here on the show. Mm -hmm. Speaking of reviews, I have one for you. Uh Oh, I have one by Lester Bangs. So nice. this challenge isn't inspired by Lester Bangs. It is, it is. Lester Bangs, which nice. is exciting, which tells you the time period is late 60s to early 80s. So you're kind yeah. of now in the zone for this. Right. All right. For those of you who don't know, I read a review. I pull out the information that would absolutely give it away. And the person, in this case, it's just Monday. Sometimes we have more on the show. Have to figure out what group and album we are talking about. I think the first part won't give you a ton, but it will do the context for the album after the second part I read you, which will give you the band. Okay. And I think you will definitely figure it out. Are you ready? Sure. All right, Lester Banks. This album opens with a powerful blast of raw funk called The Song. It features jagged barrel house piano, fierce guitar, and one of the most convincing raunchy vocals this lead singer has ever recorded. This angry hard rock is that at which this band have always excelled and given us so seldom. And this track is one of their very best ever with brooding lyrics that ring chillingly true. From there on out, though, the road runs mainly downhill. Hmm. Okay. Any thoughts okay. so far? So dirty, dirty, dirty-ish hard rock, I guess. Piano. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I I will need the the next clue. All right, here we go. I think this will tell you the album though. Once you get the band, you'll be like, oh yeah, no, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, this could have been a fine album, but the unavoidable truth, and this seems to be insurmountable problem for this band, is that so much of it is out of the extremely worn cloth as the song on all their other albums. It's impossible to judge it outside the context of the rest of their work. This guitarist's slithery guitar, this band member's carnival calliope organ work and whorehouse piano, and the perfect complement to the lead singer's Rococo visions. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Um, gosh. I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of like band bands that not like a 
you know, a person mm-hmm. that has, gosh, piano and organ. Wow. Huh. Like, it sounds like it's featured. It's a featured instrument. It's not something that just, like, shows up for a song or two. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Okay. What if I said to you, bass piano? Bass piano. <laughs> I'm not sure that helps at all. I don't <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I got nothing so far. And the the other clue was that the lead singer has visions. Has visions. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. I was thinking later than this, so I it's the doors. Bing ding ding ding. Which album do you know? Uh no, because I, I don't I mean I can only pull probably a couple of their album titles. So, gosh, I don't like the one that pops into my head first is like Morrison Hotel. It is that one. And it's Roadhouse Blues is the song that that he's talking about in the beginning. Um, And then for him, the record goes downhill. Okay, I mean, that is Mm -hmm. for me far and away their best song. It's a great one. Yeah, It is a great song. Yep. Well, I suppose we'll count that as a win in the style of Lester Bay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i i thought for sure when you heard the the piano part you'd be like oh yeah there we go no yeah well like i said my mind was going later than that so mm. yeah it was 1970 I, is when the review right. came out rolling stone yeah. huh. and so i have to be careful because it keeps giving me the you're about out of free views so right start paying rolling stone to get the reviews so <laughs> anyway all right on to our challenge. This week's challenge was yours, right? Yes. Go ahead and explain it, and then we'll jump in. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, last time, not last time, but a, a couple weeks ago, um, recently, we did favorite opening tracks. Uh, on the show, when we do reviews, we always talk about the opening tracks, closing tracks, if they work in those positions and that kind of thing. And yeah, we so we did a challenge with favorite opening tracks, and so this I was like, well, uh, an easy one, I guess, is favorite closing tracks. So try to come up with your five favorites of those, I guess. I had no problem coming up with five. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had a couple honorable mentions, but this is definitely Same. harder than opening. I, I think bands tend to lead more with their great songs, sure, and place them at the end. So. Um, this was a little more challenging, I think. Yeah, I mean, they want to grab your attention and, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you're going to keep listening. So at least go past the first track. Oh, that song was awesome. What's next? You know, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, and there, I think closing out an album, uh, I think there's different ways to do it. I feel like you and I disagree on that a little bit. You mm-hmm. tend to want more of a, like a, a punch in the face, like, Oh, they nailed the stuck the landing, you know? And I like, I enjoy that too, but I don't mind like kind of a cool down ease out or like, you know, we've been rocking your face off for this long. We're just going to kind of relax you out of the experience. But one of my honorable mentions is exactly what you just said. Cool. Great. So 
All right. You ready? Yeah. All right. My number five was, I'm going to go ahead and put this one out there because we just did a Doors review. Mm-hmm. My choice is off self-titled The Doors, The End. Oh, yeah. It was also in Apocalypse <laughs> Now. Yeah. Fantastic song. And um, it truly was the end of the record. Yeah. It's just a great, I think a lot of people who don't know The Doors or don't like, like The Doors necessarily know that song. Sure. And and really enjoy it. And it was fantastic in that movie. So that's my number five. That song, I mean, it's super long. It's like mm-hmm. a 10 minute song. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's one of those where it, it, I can see it closing out the album, but I could see it maybe like. At you know, at that time on the album, maybe kind of like being the lead off of the B side mm-hmm. could work, could work either way, but yeah, it's definitely a great, great song. And it, it's there's so much to it, and so much going on. Um, it's uh, yeah, that's it's kind of a it's kind of an earworm, too. I think that's mm-hmm. one you hear and just kind of sticks with you for a couple of days, absolutely. And I almost thought about what about vinyls? Because they have two. And I thought, no, 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 we're going to do complete albums. So yeah. I didn't go that route with vinyls. So, yeah. Okay. What do you got? What's your number five? My number five is, um, anthrax, a little song called finally. <laughs> Are you sure it's not the finale? Well, it, it's actually spelled like finale, but there's the, the line over the E. So it's the long E it's finally. <laughs> um so a little 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 trickery there uh, that's off the album state of euphoria from 1988 um it's just a great song and it, it i love the way the song begins because it you know the previous song ends and this one kind of comes in with a weird little guitar i don't even know what to call it i mean it's not they they, they hit like two notes and but it's like they, it's distorted and manipulated to where it kind of it has a really weird low sound and it kind of repeats and uh they hit that like twice and then it kicks into the riff and it this one's just a face melter it's it's fast it's mean it's uh one of my favorite lines is i drink three six packs just so i can look at your face <laughs> I mean, it's just it, it is a mean song and it's great. And it's just, you know, at the end when the song kind of they hit the wong and it's kind of sustaining and Joey's like, see ya. <laughs> it's just a great way to finish an album. It's super fun. JPP says it's a pitch delay. There you go. So. Thank you, JPP. You should be sitting here with us. You're invited back anytime because you know things like what pitch delays are. Yeah, we're not musicians and we don't know that technical stuff. So. A couple of noobs up here. So, yeah. Thank you, JPP. I just know what I like, man. Mm-hmm, and I know when I hear it. My number four was off of Led Zeppelin 4 When the Levee Breaks. Mm. A beautiful song. Absolutely classic. And that guitar sound on that is so great. And I believe that one has also been in some movies and some uh, trailers because uh, they dig that. <clears throat> Paul Miller is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number four is Zeppelin four. 
And that was another one last week. We were talking about albums of the uh, 70s. That mm-hmm. that easily could have been one of my top five. Uh, right. Zeppelin could have had two or three, probably, because that's yeah. one of the greatest albums of all time as well. So there you have it. Yeah. What you got, number four? Well, your choice. I mean, that's a, it's a great song, classic. Um, for my number four, I went with Stabbing Westward. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, that. <laughs> um, on their their album Darkest Days from 1998, mm-hmm. jump ahead a decade. Uh, the closing track is a song called Waking Up Beside You. And it's basically a song about the end of a relationship. It's kind of him, uh, which is not an uncommon theme for Stabbing Westward. Um, but it's basically a, a guy saying that God, I miss waking up beside you. So, and Mm -hmm. it's kind of all the stuff that, you know, used to happen in the relationship and that's over now. And God, I miss waking up beside you. So you say in 88, 98. I was going to say, I didn't think they were around in 88, but no, the last state of euphoria is 88. This is a decade ahead. 98. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Um, I'll have to check that song out. I don't know. It's so good. It's it's it the the mood of it after this entire album, the mood of it, the lyrics, the it's kind of like the first couple minutes of the song are kind of more subdued, and then the bam guitar kind of kicks in and he gets more emotional with the vocals and it's so is it more slowed down for them though? Uh the beginning is, yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, what do I want my number three to be? All right. I'm going to go with, well, I didn't put them in particular order this time. I just wrote them down. So um, my number three will be Alice in Chains Wood off of Dirt. Perfect. Um, I remember I was working at Big Red Liquors when this came out. And I remember they played it. I mean, it was on X103. You know, that was still fairly new. Yep. And um so there wasn't a ton of alternative to play. So you got wood a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we were in there listening to it all the time and uh, got the CD, of course, and all that. But I loved that song. It was so good. The whole record was amazing. So wood, my number three. So many jokes with what you were saying. But <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, so honestly, I'm surprised JPP's not chiming in with some something to say about that but uh my number three was uh a little ditty from a band called megadeth uh their album so far so good so uh we're going back to 1988 for this one um the song's called hook in mouth and man when I first started getting into Megadeth, which would have been probably around 89, like the year after this came out, um, this song, it, it's kind of all about like government censorship, that kind of thing. Like it, it calls out the PMRC, which was huge at that time. Tipper Gore. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's just, it's so great. And it, it's, I mean, I think on Peace Cells and So Far So Good So What, the 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 riffs and the speed, 
I, I, I mean, Dave was just at the top of his game on these albums. And I think so far so good. So what? I don't think that gets near the love that it deserves. But uh, yeah, Hook and Mouth, such a great song. All right. 89. I didn't realize you were listening to metal in 89. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So around like, I mean, I was always kind of into hard rock because my uncle, like my youngest uncle that I was close to, he always had, he was into like, you know, Quiet Riot, Def Leppard, ACDC, that kind of stuff. But then I started, yeah, around like 88, 89, 6th, 7th grade, I started getting into like Ozzy and Guns N' Roses and then kind of going heavier from there. Gotcha. All right. Great choice. Um, hopefully JPP still hanging around. Hopefully he'll throw a couple our way um, from his catalog. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number, we're up to number two, aren't we? Yes. Okay. My number two is uh, Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet. Nice. And the song is Fight the Power. Hell yeah. Um, which is kind of surprising that that song was the final song on that record. Because yeah. it became such a big hit. It's got a great video for it on the streets. Um, just amazing. I mean, what they did late eighties, early nineties was absolutely incredible. Um, he was the black CNN as he called it back then. Yep. And I've talked about this a million times, but, um, you know, Chuck taught me a lot throughout the ways and fight. The power is an amazing song. And, uh, that's my number two off of fear of a black planet. It's a great song. It is odd that it's kind of buried at the end of the album that, yeah, usually those songs don't become singles or hits or anything like that yeah and they're um that was a long album there were like 16 or 18 songs on it or something like that so uh yeah all right good one what's your penultimate song my number two uh is a great band i think a bit of an underrated band called corrosion of conformity Mm -hmm. um in 2005 they released an album called in the arms of god and the last song is the title track in the arms of God. It is, this could easily have been my number one. It is God. One of, one of the best closeout songs ever. It it is, I cannot recommend it enough. It's, it's dynamic. It's got, it it just kind of really rocks hard 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 and then it kind of drops out and there's the music's kind of right in real low and there's a little bit of drums kind of just underneath and pepper starts kind of speaking this part he kind of does like a little mini speech uh, like almost sounds like a poem but then um man when it kicks back in it is just absolutely slamming and so 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 good perfect album ender corrosion of conformity Mm -hmm. it ain't in maine but it's a banger (laughs) (laughs) thanks paul (laughs) paul you're gonna give us one (laughs) we're waiting we're not saying another word until we hear from you i'm just kidding all right. Um, number one, my number one. Well, actually, I'm going to give you my uh, honorable mentions. Then I'll tell you my number one. Okay, we could do that. So my three honorable mentions that I have are from Hemispheres, Rush, 
is La Vila Strangiato. Um, it's just a musical piece. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. It starts off with a little Spanish guitar and then gets a little bit harder and does what Rush does with their prog rock. Uh, my next one is Pearl Jam Release off of 10. It was an interesting album finisher. It was not a That's another one that went out kind of softer, yeah. kind of uh, atmospheric in a way. And then my uh, last one, which was another one that really kind of uh, on a banger of a record doesn't limp off because of the content, but Project Renegade, Ultra Terra, the oh, no yeah. country for white flags. What an amazing song to finish. So good. That record is incredible. Yeah. And it's a lot slower and softer than its other ones, but um, she had a beautiful voice. And then the yeah. content of that and the fact that they're sort of fighting in Greece um, to make their way, really important. Yeah. Those are all great choices and uh, glad to hear that they were on your list because, man, that's such a great song. Yeah, it is. It almost made my top five, and I'm like, ah, it hasn't been around long enough. <laughs> when it's around a little bit longer, then it'll make my list, maybe. Yeah. Um, but my number one, surprise, surprise, is Rush, but probably not what you're thinking. It's actually the last song on the last record which is so appropriate. It's called The Garden, and it's all about kind of taking care of your own world and your own relationships. It's a garden to protect. Um, the measure of a life is love and respect. Uh, it's a beautiful song, beautiful sentiment, and the thought that that's the last song that they recorded and put out is pretty amazing um, in their 40-year career. So that is my number one, The Garden from cool. Clockwork Angels. Awesome. So, yeah, so Paul's put up a couple here. Mm -hmm. This one, uh, Discharge from Anthrax. There, uh, like, I knew I wanted to use an Anthrax song, and there was a couple that I, there was three that came up immediately, and I settled on finally. Um, this, this is a great one, Discharge. It's a great song. Um, his other choice, Damage Inc., of course, uh, ends, um, Master of Puppets, which uh, I, the day we're recording this is 38 years old. So, mm. yeah, very cool. Released on this day. Uh, Ripe with Decay, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, he usually ends up, you know, ends albums in an interesting mm -hmm. way. Yep. So, <clears throat> uh, but my honorable mentions, I had a couple and uh, I had a different Metallica song on mine. Uh, Dyer's Eve. Uh, rounds out and justice for all and man it is an absolute banger it, it i love the way they do it because the track prior to that is um on up to injustice for all and including injustice for all they had kind of uh long instrumentals on their albums and um they would kind of put them towards the end usually and to live is to die is the one on injustice for all. And it's kind of, it ends with like kind of an acoustic kind of slow, real pretty thing. And, um, uh, it, it, it immediately kicks into Dyer's Eve. It would just bam, just comes in hard and heavy and angry. And what a great, great way to close out an album. Uh, Paul said he chose Blacken for the opener and had to switch it up. Yeah, I yes, I recall that. <laughs> um, my other honorable mention is Hollow from Pantera, which is the last track on Vulgar Display of Power. 
Um, that's another one where it's the last song in the album and the first half of it is kind of ballady or uh, as ballady as Pantera is going to get. Um, but it's uh, the lyrics are really touching. I mean, it's kind of talking about uh, sounds like a, a friend that has OD'd and is either in a coma or passed away or something like that. But um and then the second half of the song is just monster, monster riff. And it's so hard and heavy and emotional. It's very good. Yeah. I hear the guitar <clears throat> was all right. Yeah, he was okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my number one is a more recent song. Mm. It's more recent. It is from 2020, actually. Uh, it is a little song called Secret Cities from Jack the Radio. Oh wow! Off, yeah, off Number of their one. creatures. Yep, it's off of the album Creatures, um, which is kind of where we got to know them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're of course they're friends of the show, uh, and they also they just announced today. I don't know if you saw it. I tagged you in it. Uh, they have new music coming in April. Song in April. Oh. Album in June. <clears throat> yeah, they've already released a few, so it looks like they're building a whole yeah. thing and. People need to check out Creatures as an entire so record if they haven't. It's really good. And then I think you could yeah. probably still get the comic on their site that goes along with it. It's on... It's uh, yeah, I imagine they sell it, but it's also on A Wave Blue World, their website. Mm. But, yeah, uh, both places, so, but... Yes. So Secret Cities is amazing. It, it is my favorite song on that album. It just happens to be the closer. Mm-hmm. And it kind of... Uh, it's one that kind of brings the mood down a little bit. It's a, you know, a little slower, a little more introspective. It's just almost a perfect song. I mean, the music, all of the instruments are doing exactly what they need to do. Uh, The layers are incredible. George's voice. It is by far his best vocal performance on this album. It's just a killer, killer song beautiful lyrics so good yeah paint the sky is my favorite one on that record. yeah that's another beautiful song so um <laughs> wishing you both good health uh, uh but um, he just saw himself out so we won't be able to kick him out full of the dad jokes today he is all right um but that was fun album closers next week our challenge is going to be Picking our top five or five songs, but that'd be easy. <laughs> top five albums from the <laughs> 1980s, which we could be all over the map oh, because man. the way the 80s came in and the way they went out were very different. So, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Five is that just doesn't even feel possible. No, well, <laughs> we've got honorable mentions too. So, yeah, where we might have a few. <laughs> 20. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be fun. I, I can't imagine. I bet we don't cross over again. There's so many records. I bet we have 10 unique albums. Um, hopefully everybody else will play along. I'll post it and see if we can get sure. some people to post theirs and see what everybody dug during the 80s. Right. All right. That brings us to the album of the week, which I believe was new. This band was new to both of us, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't heard of them. A uh, band called Health. And the album's called Rat Wars. It's an industrial band. Um, I would say after listening to this, they don't go as hard 
as a lot of industrial bands. At times they do, but overall they seem to be a little sleeker, a little softer at times, um, maybe a little more polished. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think the heavy comes and goes a little mm-hmm. bit, um, which is that's fine with me. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. This album came out some point last year in 2023. Um, I don't know how long exactly it's been December. Out. Okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. not too long ago. Or November um, one or two. But uh, yeah, I've never heard of these guys. I, well, I take that back. I think I have, but I didn't follow up on that. Like I, I, I believe uh, in some fashion they collaborated or did a remix or s- somehow interacted with uh, Nine Inch Nails mm-hmm. at some point. And for whatever reason, I didn't, follow that up so yeah these guys are pretty new to me mm-hmm. i went back and i started listening to their their first release and yeah that's it's real it's just kind of noisy and there's it didn't feel like there was much more than that going on i feel like they they have definitely grown and changed over their career um so i'll be interesting to see how far back I can go before I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I haven't gone back yet. I was really busy. I want to make sure I give proper attention to yes. this record. So I haven't gone back yet. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting that you say that because I feel like this is pretty tight mm-hmm. and uh, pretty melodic. It, and... It's from, from what I heard of the first album to this night and day. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm kind of curious. You know, I'll say one thing. I didn't, you know, have headphones on at first. And I was listening. I initially thought it was a female singer. Okay. Uh, very soft. It, and then as I figured out it was a guy, I'm like, oh my gosh, he, he has that Silver Sun pickup vibe, you know? Beautiful um, voice. On the voice. Yeah, it was fantastic. It's very smooth. And um, it, soft. There wasn't, I, I kept waiting for some super angry screaming that you get in in yep. industrial a lot and you didn't get it from him there was nope. a another song where we featured somebody else who growled a little bit mm-hmm. but for the most part we got pretty smooth singing and um i don't i like it let's go uh let's jump in first song demigods do we have a good album opener here uh i think so i think this is a great way to open this record um you have like a kind of a cool like a pretty pretty synth intro and it kind of gets into like a a monster riff and just kind Mm -hmm. of a cool slow groove uh like i said beautiful vocals um it's kind of a cool switch at the end and it it turns into like this real heavy rocker like right at the end like oh i kind of hate when bands do that like they have this the song is great, mm-hmm. but then they come in at the end with just this giant monster, awesome riff. And like, I want more of that. <laughs> and then it's over. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a great song. Yeah. I, I like the, you know, kind of a slow build. Uh, and then you get, you do have some heavy guitar work going on, but you've got this keyboard that's kind of light, has these high notes, mm-hmm. makes it have kind of an epic feeling to it. And then they had like a cool breakdown where he's sort of singing in a vacuum mm-hmm. with some some cool drum beats and then some ambient sound that leads into what you're talking about, where it just hammers back in and kicks in with these brutal lyrics. This song, and I would say probably the entire album, is just sad and bleak. <laughs> um, 
and there was I don't I'm probably because I was an English major I probably look into this too much <laughs> I'd be curious to know so he says luckless child born still loveless child burden of many so the born still sure is he like he was still born like as in you know he's luckless you know he was born but you know he's a burden or is it a play on being stillborn right like he was born dead like I caught that too I so I yeah. wasn't sure I wish we're going to call him into the studio. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Just one question. But um, I thought that was interesting. I thought some of the lyrics on here were really clever. And um, I, my note was one hell of an album opener. Yes. I was, I was in at that point. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Second song, future of hell. Yeah, this is uh, the opening is really cool. It's kind of a staccato kind of, you know, beat 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 and then uh it kind of you know comes in and out uh up and down lots of dynamics just a kind of a really cool cool little song i enjoyed this one quite a bit my first comment was it very much feels like a nine inch nails opening it was right. just yeah industrial okay. goodness you yep. know and it did all the things that a good industrial song does doesn't mean it's repetitive or anything like that but it just really sits in that pocket. And um, again, you know, starting with that bleak opening, the next one it feels like he's just stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, lot my my lies are undone, or whoever he's talking about, the lies are undone, and it, the walls are closing in. And uh, this one was short. <laughs> it yes. got in and got yeah. out, and then seamlessly kind of flows into the next song, which is called "Hateful," featuring Sierra. Right. And this one I thought was pretty cool. It's kind of uh, a little more dancey than the first two songs, but it, it also maintains that darkness. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, they, do, they do not get away from the dark, even though you want to dance, you want to be sad and dancing. So, but uh, <laughs> and it kind of comes in at the end and hits a little harder at the end, which I thought was really cool. Good way to end the song. Yeah. And again, this. Oh, sorry. So, go ahead. Uh, Sierra, just like I, I'm not familiar with who that is, but it seemed like she was just kind of doing backing vocals. Like she wasn't really like featured out front in this track. Correct. Yeah. Um, I I like this one as much as the others. Well, maybe not as much as the first one, but it does continue that theme of lies mm -hmm. again, talking about that, um, about turning away from love, which. You know, I kind of the it's interesting because the, it ties in sort of with the one before the future of hell. And, you know, to a lot of people, hell is the absence of love or whatever. So I thought that was kind of a cool connection. It has a long outro. Yes. Which was nice. And then it kicks into uh, it seamlessly goes from hateful to of all else. Yeah, this happens uh, a couple of times on this album where the the next song is in parentheses, the title's in parentheses, and it, it kind of completes a phrase with the song before it. Mm -hmm. And both times it happens on this record, the song is also kind of a, just a continuation of the the theme, kind of, or well, I guess musically more than anything, but it, it's almost... It, it's a change into a different track, you know, but it's continuing the song. Um, and it's really, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's almost like 
it's just kind of extra. Like it's not terrible. It's not like it's fine. It's good. I enjoyed it, but it's not. It's just kind of extra. Like they, I, I don't know if they didn't know where to end the song or if the song they looked at it and is maybe it was too long and they decided to do these other tracks. Like I would be interested to see what that process was, but it's cool. Okay. So this for me kind of puts a cap on those first four songs because it, it's like it goes back to that theme of the child again, the helpless child being tossed into this uncaring world. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like we shift a little bit in some of the songs afterward. And there's a key line there um, where I think it shifts. I could be wrong. I'm probably full of it, but, (laughs) and as far as the, the song goes, yeah, it just felt like a continuation of the other, nothing new, fresh, um, Nothing exciting there until we get to the next song, yeah. Crack Metal, which I felt like we're back in business, baby. Yeah, <laughs> we're I, ferocious now. <laughs> so a title like that, I don't, I don't know. I, I, It kind of conjures an expectation, and I'm not sure if this met it or not. Like, I feel like it kind of did, <laughs> but it definitely it starts out heavy and fast. Uh, it kind of slows down for the choruses. Um, and again, this is another song where the ending just punches you right in the face. Like it hits so hard at the end and like, why didn't you do that for the whole song? But, uh, it is great. I, I, there's nothing on this album that I did not enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, different levels of that. So, (laughs) but yeah, I, I like this song quite a bit. I felt like this song was needed. It needed Mm -hmm. to change the pace a Mm -hmm. little bit. So you don't just get in that pocket and you just because industrial music sometimes can just kind of start blending together if they sure. do something interesting. But here, I think because it came in so hard, it was really fast paced. It was jarring compared to what we just had. So I think it was well placed on the record and um, it was a, it was a good song. Yeah, I liked it. The next song I really dug called Unloved and so- go ahead. I, I what I loved about this song the most the most the most the most um the synths were really cool but the bass and the drums on the song the way they are layered in and what they are doing in this song was outstanding and really made this track for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, a little more mellow, too, which coming off of Crack Metal, I think, was Mm -hmm. another nice placement because we're going up and down. We're riding the wave. Mm -hmm. I love the line. It was not my fault. You were unloved as a child. I wasn't there. You know, so it's almost like we're getting all this, the the songs before about this poor child and these, you know, but this isn't an excuse to treat me horribly in a relationship or to to put things on me that aren't there. You know, I'm not what you're saying I am. And I thought that was really clever. And I liked this one a lot. This might have been my maybe number two song on the record. Okay. <clears throat> Next song is Children of Sorrow. And I bet you love the opening. Oh, man. What a <laughs> groove. So killer. Just, yeah. Right away, this one was great. Uh, the guitars were awesome. Um, there's a couple places where they hit these uh, abrupt 
pauses like there's silence for just a second and then boom kicks right back in so effective um and yeah this one was just a ton of fun for me i really enjoyed it <laughs> yeah i when i heard the guitar opening i thought oh yeah monday's gonna be oh good. yeah because um, it was real heavy and then we had a little bit of chug going on mm-hmm. and um children of sorrow baby <laughs> we're back to that theme right good stuff no, just had a little different aesthetic on this one yeah um, the next song is Sicko featuring Godflesh. And here we get a little bit of growling on uh, from, from Godflesh. And yes. then uh, Jake's normal voice singing over, which, again, was a nice changeup. So I don't know if you are familiar with Godflesh at all. I'm not really familiar. Uh, I would highly recommend checking them out. If JPP was here, he would very much second that. Uh, so... Godflesh is basically, I think it kind of was two guys, but kind of ended up being one guy. It's uh, Justin Broderick. Mm-hmm. They've been around, I think, since the late 80s, but they didn't really release any music until like 92-ish, I think. So they've been around a long time. And basically, it was the two guys and a drum machine. So... And Justin is the one that does, I think he does most of like the guitar and the, the singing and stuff. So Godflesh, absolutely amazing. Check them out. Um, and this song is 100% their vibe. Uh, it's kind of like that slow and plotting to mid-tempo kind of stuff, uh, which is Godflesh. And mm-hmm. obviously you hear Justin's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a lot of that, the kind of the he has this pocket that he sits in that's kind of that growly kind of thing um but yeah I, so i was excited to hear what they were going to bring to this song and it makes absolute total sense loved it yeah i, I feel like he's getting some stuff off his chest here <laughs> you yeah. read like rats you know right in that line um i feel like this has got to be one of the most cathartic records for somebody and it I don't know that we ever get to an ending where the the person writing, which is Jake, obviously, but is actually turns a corner. But man, is there some stuff just like pouring out? He must have been living with some stuff because this this record is harsh. Yeah. Um, next one is called Ashamed, and this one is just absolutely brutal, personally yeah. brutal for someone. Yeah. Um. Uh, the yeah, so the lyrics, you know, they're yes, it, it is very much that, and it's one of those things where the juxtaposition of the lyrics and the, the music is interesting because mm-hmm. the song is like it's kind of dark and moody, but man, it is gorgeous, just mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous, you know, backdrop for <laughs> what he is saying. Yeah, it absolutely it kind of leads in with vocals on this one rather than punching in with the music, which was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, but he's like, I can't change. You can't change for me. And then, then this was the part where it got just like uber dark. I'm ashamed of being born. I know I'm too young to die, but I'm old enough now. I mean, my gosh. Yeah. Um, whew. Hope he's turned the corner on that. That is just absolutely brutal. And this had another one of those outros that just kind of, it starts off and then it just kind of peters down to the second part, which essentially right. seems like the second part of the song of being born yeah. in parentheses. 
And this one was cool. Yeah, it's another. This is the other time that uh, we get the kind of the continuation of the theme. And this one is a, quite a bit different than the the main song, where you're getting a lot of acoustic guitar going on, which uh, they still managed to make sound pretty dark. <laughs> and it, it is fantastic. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed the acoustic edition though. It was uh, just enough of a difference, um, even though he's like, uh, we still see the body, still a stone now. How long mm -hmm. left in me? Goodness. Um, just brutal. But musically, I, I thought it was a nice second half of the song with Ashamed. Just right. enough different. Um, do you know what DSMV stands for? I have no idea. Okay. I just thought maybe I was stupid. So I'm glad that you no. don't know either. <laughs> but we're I back to hard. Like this one's hard. It's driving. So this one has very much like almost to the point of sounding like one of their songs it has a very mm -hmm. Romstein vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, and which is not a bad thing, but, uh, it, it's, it's a little close. <laughs> um, you mean but, to their original songs to their older ones you were listening to? No, it's close. It sounds like Romstein. Oh, like Romstein. Okay. Gotcha. Almost a little too much, but not. It's oh. fine. Okay. <laughs> um, and one thing I really thought was kind of cool about this is the program drums. Um, they they kind of uh, like I don't. You can almost call it a trope of industrial music, but it's like it's that ping, that high pitched mm -hmm. ping, on the on the snare, mm -hmm. and uh, so that was kind of fun, kind of different, and like oh hey, I know that sound, um, and. It was one thing I did like about this song was uh, that Romstein groove, the the guitar vibe, uh, kind of it, it never really changes. But then at one point the drums drop to halftime, which mm -hmm. is always kind of cool when you have like this riff that's kind of it's got this beat and then that riff just keeps going. But then the drums are pop, pop, just mm -hmm. drop to halftime and it. Uh, it has this really awesome effect to, you know, the groove and the song and the feel of everything. Very cool song. Very cool. Yep. Yep. And they inserted some breakdowns for the vocals mm -hmm. where it was kind of isolated. Um, and then <laughs> this is it. This is him calling out. Hear me now, you demigods. Lift me up or let me burn. <laughs> so he's at that point. And that is the penultimate song. And so that brings us to the final song is... This a good album closer. Don't try. What say you, Mr. Money? I think it is. Uh, the, again, this is one of those cool down tracks to kind of, you know, help us catch our breath and relax before we take our leave. Um, and this one was interesting. It had an interesting feel and they were able to evoke this loudness like this song feels very loud but it's also kind of lush and mm -hmm. soft and like mm -hmm. it's not heavy per se and it's not hard and driving it's just it's loud but it's kind of lush mm -hmm. and feels good and like well i mean as good as it can on this album but mm -hmm. but yeah I, I i dug this one a lot i think it's a great closer mm-hmm um, I do too. I it kind of reminds me of Robert Frost stopping by the woods on a snowy evening because okay. you don't know 
if it's a positive ending <laughs> or yeah. if it's negative because you know i've been forced to remember everything i want to forget was well, that a good thing like you know he was it was brought back up he's dealt with it now or is it oh my god i got all this crap to deal with i don't know what to do so kind of an interesting ending i think and you're right it was it was um i guess lush is the word I, i'll go with your word on there it's definitely slower than the other ones yeah. it has um a long outro sort of kind of rides itself out. So I guess in it ties up the record either way. Um, we don't know necessarily. We're hoping that this is a good thing. But um, so I will say it is an adequate album ender. Okay. In a frosty way. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. What are you going to give it? What's your score? And will you listen again? Uh, I will definitely be listening again and I will be checking this band's catalog out as much as I can get to. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting ride. Like I said, that first album is, it's a lot of noise. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'll report back, but, uh, for rat wars, uh, I would probably give this, I would say four out of five. It's, um, kind of a refreshing industrial sound for me. Um, it, you know, I always love discovering it, like this band's been around for a minute. I've never really heard of them, never listened to them. Happy to have found them it's for them to have been put in front of me. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, loved it. All right. Well, I'm going to go with you on that one. I'm going to go with the four. Out of five, I thought this was really interesting. I didn't know the first time through. I, I kind of liked. It. I loved the first song, but I wasn't sure if I was really going to love it. And mm -hmm. um, as it went on, and I dug in a little bit. It was just really interesting, and I think they made some nice choices throughout the record. Uh, lyrically, it was it was good, intriguing, made me think about it quite a bit, which is always a good sign. And um, yeah, I will definitely listen again. There's some songs in here really dig, and I definitely will listen to those. And so did you go back and listen to Disco 3? It looks like two albums from 2017. Is that what you went to? Uh, I honestly, I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, never mind. There's older than that. It, it goes all the way that. back to 2007. Yeah, I think it was that one. Yeah, and then there's one in 2008, 2009. Man, they were very yes. active. 2010, and then Max Payne 3, <laughs> wow. Music by Health. Wow. Yeah, they got a lot of records, so I will go back yeah. and check it out, too. Maybe we can report on a future show what happened when we went yeah. back to dig into the catalog to we see can, how long. I, I'll report back on what my breaking point was. <laughs> we'll start with... We got uh, to this 20... album, and I was like, nope. <laughs> well, now I'm kind of curious, because it's got Disco 3 in 2017, then Disco 3 Plus in 2017. Probably and, remixes or something. And then, yeah, I'm not sure. And then you have Disco 4, Disco 4 Plus, Disco 4 Part 2. Um, they did uh, Grand Theft Auto sounds. So very active group. Yeah. So, all right. Good times. Oh, you want to tell them, uh, everybody what we're doing next week? We're, we're picking a theme right, right now, kind of. Uh, yeah, we're going to keep riding this industrial train uh ministry has a new album out hopium for the masses uh we've talked about a few songs as they've been dropping them um and the album is out now so we'll be talking about that next 
show. We'll spend some time with it this week and let you know what we think about it. And uh, you've got our challenge for next week as well, right? Um, yes, we already announced that. Um, for those of you, maybe you just came in late. Uh, we will be doing the albums, top five albums from the 80s, plus our 20 honorable mentions. Yep. 20, yeah. <laughs> maybe I, I think it would no. be hard to narrow it down to even 20, <laughs> honestly. Mm, yeah, but we're really looking at great. There were a lot of good albums, but uh, like ones that we really call great. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I could I could see where we would definitely cross over on a few, but I think we'll have quite a few different ones. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think so. I so you're a little older than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I always like to point that out. Thank you. But uh, so, yeah, so you have a different perspective on that time. Like, you know, a lot of the, the, the 80s you were in high school, I was not. So, you know, there's different all kinds of things that will point us in different directions of what we're going to choose. Yeah. Yeah. And then those middle school years. Lots of music too. Maybe not necessarily good music, but we liked it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're just undiscerning at that age. Yeah. It can't be held against me. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mr. Mondi, where might we find you if we were looking for you? Uh, if you go to Instagram and just put in my handle from the show, Metalhead Mondi, it's spelled out for you right there. And uh, yeah, come say hi. Look at pictures of my cat. What, you know, just went to a show. Put some pictures of that up. Exciting stuff. Whoop, whoop. Yep. <laughs> and you can find me, Foggy's Pal, on Instagram and Twitter and on our website, uh, wanderingsandwoolgathering.com. We've had some uh, cool stuff going up there recently. We just put up our top 25 predictions for uh, movies for 2024. Who will take the top spot? Check that out. It is a oh. fantastic article. Go ahead. Uh on our wanderings and wool gatherings, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, wanderings and wool gathering Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, March is metal month. So hello. Uh, Get ready, I'm, everybody. I'm trying so far. I've done it. I'm going to try to post, uh, some kind of metal video every day. So, for the Love first it. three days of March so far, I have done that. So hopefully I can stick to this. You <laughs> should, because you chose these records, you should post um, Hook and Mouth, finally, and Dyer's Eve on there. Well, none of those, I know none of those songs. I'm pretty sure none of them have actual videos. But like today, uh, I put Orion up because it's the anniversary mm-hmm. of Master of Puppets. Yes. That doesn't really have a video but i just put up like the official audio from youtube so i'll figure it out cool cool can't wait to see (laughs) what you have all right folks uh that is tonight's episode don't forget to uh like the show share with your friends and join us on the show we would love to hear what you think and um you know you know where you can find us youtube spotify apple uh, Facebook. You can find us over at the uh, Lantern Facebook page. You can find us on the Wanderings page. Find us on uh, my Twitter. So there is no excuse not to be watching this program. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, we're the I best. Right. We are awesome. <laughs> See you next Sunday for episode 171 Ministry and Albums from the 80s. What if Ministry Hook comes in with an album from the 80s? <gasps> it could happen. Mind blown. All right. Bye now. <laughs>